0: Well, welcome to another podcast uh, from Grow Hayes. This is Chris Munch, uh, your host, and uh, I'm always uh, joined by the infamous Doug Williams. You know, i got to tell you something. Um, You know, I've worked with you for a lot of years, but I've got to watch you uh, in this uh, money-raising escapade you're on. (laughs) It takes a lot of
1: work. It does take a lot of work and a lot of time, and it's it's... It's good in some ways because I, I always think it's important to get in front of those uh, entities that are supporting you and making investments. But I always look at it and I say, what could this time be better spent doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it whether it's the private sector or the public sector, the whole uh, fundraising process, I just feel like sometimes could that time could be so much better spent in some other things. But uh, it is one of those things you have to do.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think... I think with the changes that grow haze, uh, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. And after watching you at the Ellis County Commission meeting um, is to, you know, I, I think probably a lot of people out there are kind of wondering what grow haze really does. And, and so uh, the, the good side is, is you're out there getting the name out there. It uh, I mean, it, it shows people that you are making progress and doing a lot of different things. So uh, kudos to you.
1: Well, thank you. And I, I, public awareness is important as to what we're doing. Uh, they need People need to understand what we're doing and why it's important to the long-term prosperity of our community. And, and uh, we feel like that's a big responsibility. We want to do the best we can, uh, but we can't do it without the support of... Local governments and private sector people, and that kind of thing. So, uh, telling our story is important, and, and we do like to get out and, and do that.
0: You know, it's the kind of the chicken and the egg or the cart before the horse. You got to put that money, you got to invest that money. You do.
1: And they are investments. You know, it, it's not just a funding situation where the money's gone. They're, they're an investment, and this community should expect and a return on that investment, and we plan to deliver a return on that investment. Sometimes yeah. it's a little dif- difficult to quantify that.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: but right. Uh, there, there needs to be a return.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, in kind of, kind of a segue from that is, uh, you know, we, normally we do these every two weeks. And last, uh, last week I had a little bit of a, I, I guess, a hiccup in my life.
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> I
0: did have a hiccup. <laughs> I took five days off, came home, had a stroke. So that teaches <laughs> no more vacations. <laughs> no, no more vacationing. And you know, um, the typical business owner kind of gets into that world where they don't take vacation. Yep. They're working, 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 working. And they, you know, three years, two years goes by, a year. A lifetime goes by. A lifetime. That's exactly right. A lifetime goes away and you start to realize like, this is my life and and, uh, this is all I do and nobody else can do it better than me. And next thing you get caught up into that, into that routine. And I'm sure you've seen that
1: many times and oh, they're done that
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and doing it probably, yeah, probably, still. probably yeah. <laughs> to some extent, I think you get it in your brain and it's hard to step away from. So, yeah. So I, I, you know, I've done all these different things through my career and, and work. I, I'm, I am, I will be the first to say, Hey, I'm a workaholic. Um, and most, uh, a lot of business owners are, and I come home and came home, walked about 10 steps, and boom, I was on my knees. And uh, um, I'm fine, drank some water, uh, still went out and did some work. <laughs> and my wife made me promise, if you don't feel better in the morning, we've got to do something. And I did not feel better in the morning. And I found out I had a uh, stroke in my cerebellum. Thank goodness, like the emergency room doctor said, God gave you plenty of cerebellum, so you're re- you will rewire. And I'm rewiring. I'm in that process now. Um, but the reality is, is, uh, I woke up in the hospital, looked at my calendar and saw all of this work that I had lined up for the next week and I started canceling appointments and that hurt.
1: Oh, sure. It's, uh,
0: all of a sudden, uh, you know, we talk about succession planning and we've talked about it before, but, uh, and, and I'll be the first to say, I never thought I needed succession planning. Well, you found out different. Oh, I found out different, um, and you know succession planning is that is that idea. And we've and I've asked this question: When do you succession plan? Um, and you've said it best: the day you start.
1: You should, and none of us do. You know the reality is none of us do. And and while I can sit here and talk about we all have, ought to have a plan of succession, and and uh, no matter when it happens, uh, we're never going to have. We rarely, if ever, choose when it's going to happen, and uh, so we rarely have everything in place, but we have to have some basics in place and a, and a game plan in place. Uh, it, if, you, if you are going to uh, ensure your customers, your family, those type of people, that there's going to be some continuity if, and for some reason, you're not able to go to work tomorrow.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's interesting because uh, you know when we talked about succession, succession planning prior to this, I was I looked at you and I'm like, he's kind of getting old, and I was well, Superman. <laughs> Appreciate that. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's that internal thing. You look, you don't look at yourself and say, you know, I'm going to be 58, um, but you always look at the person, the other people, and you kind of think, well, they're getting old, they need to do succession planning, and I don't.
1: Well. And it, Every business owner does. You know, we've had Kylie Rupp in here. We've had Aaron Gray in here. You, young kids who are just starting out in their business. But they need to give some thought to what happens if I can't come to work tomorrow. Yeah, What, what happens? You're here?
0: right. When they're the breadwinner and they're the one that runs it and they're the one that knows the operation. Like, what do you do? And, and it, it hit me square between the eyes. I I, I realized uh, headache and all and, and laying in Hayes Med that I am much more competitive than I thought I was. It's uh, um, it's one of those things where canceling those appointments, I went, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Uh, the first day, I, I was laying on the emergency room bed, and I'm saying, I'm taking 90 days off.
1: Mm-hmm. That's That
0: was my, I, I agreed to take 90 days off. And then the next day, I started feeling a little bit better, and I'm like, okay, what if I did 60 days? I'll go to August 1. And then, uh, you know, Friday morning came around. 30 days is, 30 days <laughs> off is a good deal. And, uh um, I did a home inspection within seven days. Yeah, so. I'm not surprised by that.
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of like when you uh, have a sore tooth. You'll pay the dentist anything to get it fixed, but once it's fixed in your home, you, you get the bill in the mail. It's like, nah, I'll get around to that whenever I get around to it. So it's, it's the immediacy of the situation.
0: So, so give me advice. What, what, well, where, do, where do I go? What do I do? I'm a one-man operation and...
1: One man operation. You need to maybe you know you could have an arrangement with another inspection company. That if something happens, uh, would you be willing to take up the slack? Uh, and you don't have to do anything if if you don't care about your customers and you know and that kind of thing. I mean there's but if you if you have customers that depend on you and and uh, you have a, a going business, I think you have an obligation to them and to yourself to. Have some sort of plan in place, and it it can be a lot of different things. It can be, uh, like I said, it can be an arrangement with even a competitor that mm. you're going to take over if if something should happen to me. Uh, it can be uh, uh, an understudy who goes with you on some you know inspections on occasionally, and, and kind of learns the business, and that's your long long term. Succession plan, but also your immediate succession plan if something should happen. So, lots of different ways you can approach it. But that's that's what you sit down with, uh, you know, your financial advisor, your attorney, if that's if you've got one. Uh, you you talk about what the options are. You you talk about you know personal things like a will or whatever you know you to make sure that your wishes are carried out if you're not there. But uh, you know in succession. We typically talk about succession in the context of selling your business and retiring. But your life event shows that there are many other situations that can necessitate some sort of succession plan in place. And so uh, those are the things you need to think about.
0: You know, you know several things cross my mind while you're talking is one is health. You know, um, you know, I've always heard the saying, uh, if you've got your health, you've got everything. Um and then all of a sudden, when you realize you're not Superman or Superwoman, um, th- there's a there's just a <laughs> serious perspective change, and I think that. Pers- uh, I guess I go. I'm just going to ask you: Have you had that perspective change? I have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You start thinking about what's really important. Right. Right. And maybe that next inspection isn't the most important thing in the world. Mm, yeah.
0: yeah, and it, it's it, and are are, uh, through your years of doing all the different things you've done, are are most business owners, are they, are they competitors? Sure they are. Most are. Out digging and, and, and working hard and seven days a week. I mean, are, is there, is there a percentage of, um, is there a percentage uh, that you could guess that would say that they get into business for themselves and they take, personal vacationing and they do those things and there's those those in, those are there's those business owners that just go out and dig 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 dig
1: well there's both you know and, and a lot of it depends on how big the business gets and what mm. their ongoing role is you know if you're if you're fortunate enough to have a lot of people perhaps a larger business you maybe can shed some of that responsibility and and take a little more time off if you're a one-man show you know it, it's you right and uh, right yeah, well i've been talking with a local business owner and and uh, they're losing a key person and so it's just them at this point and it's like I, I need to sell I need to sell well unfortunately when it's time when you feel like it's time to sell you, it's you should have been working on this a while back so it doesn't mean you can't sell doesn't mean you don't try and do that but it's it's something that should have been in place before now
0: yeah that's that's a uh, you know our um, um, in Um, That we have the N O one one seven, we 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 started thinking about the fact that we probably um, Larissa and I decided that I think we're really good at building businesses, making them successful. We're not we're just not managers the day to day operation and and I think finding your role and what is your role is so important uh, in any business. Um, You're right because some people are really good at building them. Some people are good at Managing them, but I don't know that necessarily those roles are always crossed. Many times they're not. I can tell you, I'm a much
1: better starter than I am a finisher. (laughs) I've I've got the idea, I can get the momentum built up to maybe get something started and going. But then, as you say, the day-to-day drudgery of actually owning and operating a business is uh, not one of my strengths. I need to depend on some others to to do that kind of thing. And and you're kind of the same way. I mean, if you look at your career you've started lots and lots of things and you've been able to sell them or move on or what have you. But, uh, uh the operations part, you get bored. Yeah. You're more, you like the creative part.
0: Yeah. And it, you know, it, there's also this, there's a, there's a fine line you walk in there because, um, giving that up, you you've created it, it becomes your baby and you know that it has potential. You know that there's more potential, but having that ability to say, you know, to, Put the hammer down and say, "I need to get out of here." That is not easy to do. Not at all. It's, no, it, because y- you you want them to succeed, and then you drive around and you see them succeed, and you are like,
1: "Damn it, <laughs> that could have <laughs> <Could've laughs> <could've> been me. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: could have been me." It just seems so much easier than. Why do I keep giving these things up and going to the next thing? It, it's 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 a double edged sword. It is, but
1: that's what you do. That's that's what you are all about.
0: Yeah, and I and I think. You know, it, you you do become Superman. I mean, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. You know, and ironically, about two months ago, I, I actually told some uh, colleagues of mine. I said, I I need a lifestyle change. Um, I, I said it out loud. I knew it. I spoke it out loud. I was like, okay, I need. I don't know that I was doing it for accountability, but when I did it, um, I knew I needed to do it, but I wasn't sure how to do it. Um, And I went right back to what I was doing. Um, How, how, any advice for somebody out there that says, gosh, I need to make this lifestyle change, but, but I don't even, I don't even know where to begin.
1: Well, I I think they say the first step towards a a cure or whatever is, is recognizing there's a problem and acknowledging there's a problem. Mm. And then try and develop some sort of a plan. You know, when you say lifestyle change, that can encompass a lot of things. That can encompass health, career, uh, relationships, lots and lots of things. But uh, acknowledging that, hey, I I need to make a change, identifying what those changes might, in what areas those changes need to be taken. Right. And then uh, trying to develop some sort of a plan and doing so, and, and hopefully finding the discipline to do it. You know, I... I have my COVID nineteen, and it's around my gut, uh, and uh, I keep saying I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this weight. I'm gonna drop this weight, and right. uh, I keep struggling with doing it. And finally, uh, you know, about two weeks ago, I said, "Okay, I'm just gonna do this." Right. right. And you know, so far, I've made a little bit of progress, and it just you just gotta put your head down and and uh, set some goals and and stick to it.
0: You know, um, back to this person that you say is losing a key person. And then uh, now thinking about, now I got to get out of this or, or, or I want to sell. I, I mean, that that has got to happen a lot. Where a person just, they do what they do and then they wake up one day and are like, I got to get out of this.
1: It, it happens often. <clears throat> Particularly when, when you look at the baby boomers, you know, there's a lot of us in this getting close to retirement age. So lots of business owners who own businesses who really have never thought about what is my exit strategy aside from feet first. <laughs> and that's not the best exit strategy in most yeah. cases. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And, and, and as I say, this, this probably should have started some time ago. And a lot of it depends on what your goals in your business are. You know, if you if your goal is to maximize value, then you need to strategically look at when the mm. best time to exit that business is. If your goal is to pass it on to your kids, or if your goal is to, uh, pass it on to your employees or whatever it might be. That That's a different set of circumstances in terms of how you deal with it. So uh, there's a lot of different paths to getting to that. But the point being, there, there needs to be a plan. You need to give it at least some thought and consideration. And uh, many, many people don't. It's just heads down, running that business every day and fighting the good fight.
0: And next thing you know, 10, 20 years go by and you're like, It does. Uh, It is. I mean, it's crazy how fast time flies. But uh, my response to all that is: is uh, if if I hire somebody else, that's threatening. What can't be? You know
1: that that's. It's got to be very positive. It's got to be, you know, intentional. That that Mm -hmm. you're hiring somebody to leverage yourself Mm. uh, to do more than you could do yourself, but also to resolve another problem, which is potentially the succession of the business.
0: Right. And 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 I think uh, you know, I, I I left Hayes after Blake died, and uh I, I realized then it is funny how I look about I've been looking back on this and I thought, okay, well I'll just we you know we talked about I'll just sell this business off. And then I started to realize that business was me. Um, and but but there is this threat, and even today, knowing I've already experienced it once, and now here I go through this. There's just this threat that if I give away my secrets, um, you know, I'm giving, <laughs> I'm just giving them a, a, a credit card to the accountant, and it's just there's just a threat to it. But I, there's got to be a way around that.
1: Well, I think you just need to come to grips with what you're really giving away, and, and weigh the pros and cons. I and mean, I'm not suggesting you. Turn over your business to somebody and right, and uh, right. lock, stock, and barrel. But you you have some an arrangement, and you have right. legal agreements, and then you uh, you put a plan in place that this is kind of how I'm going to do it.
0: Right. And I, and and it's <clears throat> funny you say that because I've done a you know we have this uh, this thing called the World Wide Web, which is just pretty darn amazing. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I did some looking into that uh, yesterday and the day before. I am um, being a little smart about it. You know, I used to just forge away in the heat, but now I'm like, okay, I just I just had a stroke ten days ago. I should probably not be outside when it's 105. But I looked at um, some of the the concepts and the ideas behind um, um, area agreements or no compete con. You know, some no okay. compete it made me feel a lot better. Thinking, okay, if I were to bring somebody on. and and give away some of my secrets and they're just they're they're probably just secrets to me they're not secrets but um if i if i did that it would probably make me feel a lot more comfortable um, being that mentor
1: yeah and and you protect yourself as best you can that still doesn't mean that something isn't going to go wrong right if i own a restaurant and i bring somebody in and i share all my recipes and that kind of thing and i've got a what I think is an ironclad non-compete or non-solicitation. And the next thing you know, this person is gone and they've taken all my secrets and they've opened up across the street. Uh, You know, that's always a risk. Right. Right. Uh, But I think if, if you, if you cover as many bases as you can, the, uh, the solution justifies the risk, you know, the outcome of, of having a plan and having somebody that can take over, uh, is, is worth the risk you take. You know, you hope they're not unscrupulous and you don't have disagreements and, and, a, and a divorce of
0: sorts. Right,
1: right. Uh, but it can happen.
0: And, and I think that feeling, I you know, after just recently experiencing it, and I think the closer you are to it, the clo- uh, you feel it still and it could eventually kind of fade off. But um, it's, it's been more real to me that um, as, as, as it's ever been to me that I am actually getting older and uh and you are so right i'm telling you you may think a year or five years but i'm telling you it is a snap of a finger and 20 years have vanished they go by pretty fast oh man <clears> i'm <throat> telling you and, and i know we've we've talked about succession planning before um i and i know you're out there and i know you're listening and i know you're thinking oh, i don't need to do this or maybe i need to take that first step um it's real um and when you're laying on a hospital bed and they're uh, poking and prodding and running, uh, all these different things, and they come rolling that screen in there, and they say, you've had a stroke. I was like, I, I-, I thought I'd be a lot of things in my life but not a stroke survivor. It's a wake-up call. It is a wake-up call. I'm telling you right now. And and I just we just want to put that reminder out there today today. Um, to you, that that business owner that's out there, that if you have not given it any thought, uh, you really, really need to, to get out there. Give it some thought. Start thinking about what you're going to do and, and just take that first step. Um, I am not Superman, and that is hard to say. Well, you're not, but I'm glad you're better. <laughs> I am too. Hey, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you on another Grow Haze podcast uh, in a couple weeks.